You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz. Every week, myself and my co-host, Dr. Scott Barber, come to you and bring you information that you need so that you can advocate for the health care of your family and for yourselves. The uh, information that you hear about on this show is the information that doctors are talking about in doctors' lounges all across the country. So we try to keep you informed and try to keep you up to date and in the loop so that you can um, preserve your health care freedom and uh, and strive to preserve the doctor-patient relationship, which is what we are all about. And this show is brought to you by the Docs for Patient Care Foundation, the only physician-led healthcare think tank in the country. Docs for Patient Care has been doing this show and all the other work in Washington and around the country so that we can fight the fight and try to keep healthcare in the hands of patients and not in bureaucrats. So go to our website at www.d4pcfoundation.org. That's d4pcfoundation.org. And please contribute so that we can give you the quality shows that we try to do every week and uh, and continue to do the work that we do and please share these shows with your friends this is um you know this is the kind of information that is being suppressed on on uh, social media that uh they do not want you to hear because this is the truth and what you are hearing is filtered information and it's lies and it is um, the way things are these days, which is going to bring me into today's rant, which is how um, there are um, just a, 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 everything that we're seeing in every aspect of our lives right now are lies and they are not just lies, but they are, um, it's, it's a combination of shutting down discourse either by physically shutting it down, not allowing conservatives to have a voice on social media platforms, or um, shutting it down by shouting down opponents and calling them the worst possible names to stop the flow of ideas, anything that is different than what the left is trying to um, sell the public, anybody who has any disagreement is labeled a racist or worse. I'm not sure how much worse you can get than a racist. I think that's probably one of the worst things that you can call somebody. 
but this is pervasive. It is seeping into every aspect of our lives. It's in it's in politics, it's in healthcare, it's in media, it is in business. There's nothing, not a single thing that the left won't label as racist. And why is that? Because <clears throat> it works. Because they are very, very good at controlling language and they've got a mouthpiece to help them do that. They've got the mainstream media who is their willing accomplice in pushing this disingenuous narrative, this these packs of lies. And so I thought that it would be instructive to start the show today with a little bit of education because the people on the left who see the world through the prism of race and identity politics are at the same time very smart because they know that they can get under the skin of people and get their way by calling them names but yet very stupid, very ignorant because they are not using terminology correctly. So I think that before we talk about race and racism and how this is um, getting into everything, including health care, I think that it would be important for people to understand what these terms really are. Because what people want the what what the the leftists what the race baiters what the democrats want to do is reduce everything to racism so that they can achieve their agenda and what we're really talking about isn't racism in 99% of the things that they're saying there's a, a spectrum. There's a, um, a a range of different thoughts and behaviors that have to do with the way that people think and act. And it begins with bias. It goes to prejudice. From there, it goes to discrimination. And finally, it ends with racism. Now, I have to tell you that um, in my experience, I have personally not dealt with very many, if any, racists. But we all deal with people who engage in bias or prejudice or even discrimination, but that does not make them racists. And this is where the ignorance of people who use this terminology just stands out like a blinking neon sign. And and it's impossible to fight against somebody who starts the argument 
by labeling you as something that you're not or something that's horribly despicable because you cannot prove a negative. Somebody says, you're a racist. You don't start to say, oh my gosh, no, I'm not. Let me tell you why I'm not. They are using an argument, a a technique, a tactic that is... Um, that works and that's impossible to fight against because your opponent is immediately putting you on the defensive. And for people not to recognize that and to play into that is allowing the bully, the small percentage of people who whose ideas are so abhorrent to the rest of society, we're letting them, uh, dis- uh, they are basically, uh, they're, they're setting the agenda. They are the ones who are are determining how the discussion is going to go. I don't know if anybody's really thought through these distinctions that I've brought up. Bias, what is Bias. Bias is a tendency to lean in a certain direction, either in favor of something or against something. But somewhere along the line, bias has taken on a negative connotation. Bias means lacking a neutral uh, viewpoint. And people often think bias is a bad thing, but that's not always true. You can be biased towards something, or you can be biased against something. Everybody has bias. Everybody has preferences. Everybody is prejudiced toward something. In science, in, in um, doing research, people who are true scientists, and I'm not talking about the 320 million COVID experts right now. I'm talking about real scientists. When we review scientific papers in our literature, we are taught to analyze papers based on different biases, whether it is collection bias whether it is reporting bias there are always biases but um, this is something that um, is is human nature and it's not it doesn't have to be a bad thing it's just the way that we are all built and it's impossible impossible for people to go about life and not be biased towards something. Otherwise, you would be a vegetable. You would be sitting there unable to make a decision because decisions require a bias. They require a preference. They require you seeing the benefit of one thing over another. That's a bias. A prejudice refers to a preconceived opinion or feeling towards a person based solely on their affiliation with a group. 
it often casts an unfavorable light on someone simply because they're a member of an ethnic group, a religious group, a race, an organization, but you can decide that you don't like those people and be prejudiced against people who are members of that particular group. A prejudice is a thought. It is an idea. It is um, on the spectrum of preferences. Now, discrimination is different. Prejudice is an opinion or a viewpoint. Discrimination is an action. It is when you take your prejudice and you do something about it. Discrimination comes into play when one starts acting upon a prejudice and um, and they act a certain way towards a certain group of people. Um, prejudice is when there's treatment or consideration of or making a distinction in favor of or against a person or a thing based on their group or their class or category to which that person or thing belongs rather than on individual merit. So I've now shared with you distinctions, bias, um, prejudice, and discrimination. Now, none of these are just abhorrent. Discrimination might be um, simply because you're not um, allowing people to be judged based on their qualities or their qualifications or their their um, merits, but you are prejudging them, and that's that's wrong. And and we all should strive not to discriminate against people that <clears throat> that we are. Um, lumping into a particular category. We should all strive to be better than that. But racism, racism is entirely different. Racism is when people believe that certain groups are superior or inferior to other groups. Racism is when you take discrimination to a different level and it's a belief that different races possess distinct characteristics labeling Jews as money grubbers labeling blacks as lazy labeling you know any group as um, as as a characteristic that you attribute to that group that's racism. And then um, making an opinion and acting on that opinion based on those characteristics that you attribute to that group and acting or, or relegating that group as inferior or relegating a group as superior, the Nazis who believe that Aryans are superior to every other race on the planet. Racism. That's racism. So the people who use that term 
casually and loosely and incorrectly and dangerously and sloppily are ignorant, but they are also very calculating and very shrewd because they know that that's the worst thing that you can call a person because it is the most the 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 lowest level of what a person can be and and the the left tries to shut down their arguments based on calling their opponents racist um these people are the same people who are all about cancel culture, all about wokeism, and and individuals don't want to be called a racist because they don't want their lives ruined. They don't want to be doxxed by the mob. They do not want to lose their job or to have their family harassed. So they will defend the fact that they're not racist. They will bend over backwards to show that they're not racist. And how do you do that? You give in to these bullies and you agree to their terms just to prove that you're not a racist. And the left is great at controlling this and controlling language. They've weaponized it. They've weaponized the word racist. And it's silencing dissent Again, and and it's it's uh, the march towards totalitarianism and socialism, and anyone who dares to challenge this is targeted, and they've got a bullseye on their head, and people will try to destroy them. And this, I believe, is our line in the sand. This has got to stop. When two senators who are Asian Americans are threatening to not approve any Biden appointees until there are more Asians appointed, that's racism. That's reverse racism. It's nothing more than that. You've got to call it for what it is. You cannot allow the minority of bullies control how we think, communicate, and act. There's no one who is safe anymore. If Dr. Seuss isn't safe, if Abraham Lincoln isn't safe, then I'm not safe and you're not safe. And this has got to stop. There's nothing that exists today without reducing it to racism. You know, healthcare is racist? That's right. Healthcare is racist. People are saying the way that health care is delivered in this country is racist. The fact that more black COVID deaths have occurred is proof of this. And the media, the media perpetrates this. They sell this absolute garbage and, and, and perpetuate this narrative that further divides us instead of uniting us. The other night I was watching NBC National News, Nightly News. I always watch these shows because if you don't watch them, if you only watch what you believe, you're not going to know what the other side is talking about. So I was watching and there was a story 
about COVID, about New Orleans, and the fact that African Americans in New Orleans constituted 60% of the COVID cases, but they made up almost 75% of the deaths. So the story was tilted toward conflating these this disparity between the number of cases and the number of deaths to racism. How absurd is this? This is not scientific. This is not this is this is so wrong on so many levels because it fails to look at other confounding variables that have led to that statistic. Not the fact that care was inferior to people in the black community in New Orleans. Not necessarily the fact that they've not had the same access to vaccination program. It's the fact that in the black community, there are more comorbidities than in the white community. Hypertension, diabetes, obesity, and those are all factors that have led to an increased number of deaths in patients who have um, contracted COVID. In the black community, they are fighting. The people are, are doing everything they can to convince people to go and take the vaccination. And they don't want to do that. So when you're making a comment about deaths, death rates, disparities like this, if you see the world through the prism of only race and racism, then that's the only way that you can interpret that kind of statistic, that kind of data. It's like the it's like the uh, workmen who have only a hammer in their toolbox and see the whole world as a nail. It's there's no nuance, there's no other things that they can think of. Everything is reduced to racism. Hospitals are creating diversity, equity, inclusion departments and DEI officers because it's important to make sure that we are bending over backwards to prove that we're not racists. And this is reverse racism. And if it's not, if we don't if we're not experiencing reverse racism in this country, then tell me how we can allow the NBA to stand or the NFL to stand where there's just a handful of white players. You don't hear white America complaining about the NFL or the NBA. Why? Because the best basketball players in this country happen to be African-American players. They're great. We love watching them. But we're not demanding that the NFL have quotas for white people in their in their league. We're not demanding that the that the I'm sorry the NF the NBA we're not demanding that the NFL have quotas in their league 
We're not demanding that historically black colleges and universities start to have more white students in their in their on their campuses. This has got to stop. This racism, this race baiting has got to stop because it is destroying the fabric of our country. This country is not a racist country. If you listen to black conservatives, they will they will a hundred percent unanimously agree with that position. But if we allow the bullies to to have their way to continue to do the, to to have their have everything reduced to race. Um, then the the everything that America stands for, meritocracy, letting people who are best suited for the best jobs have those jobs, then our country is finished. Do you want to have somebody who is um, the the uh, a surgeon operating on you? based on their physical qualifications instead of their brains and their skills? Is is that really what you want to see happen? Because that's what they're talking about. That's what this is all about. And um, I think that, that if we don't challenge this, if we don't fight back on this issue, it's, it's um, you know, going to um, end... America as as we know it, which is not a racist country at all. Um, we've come a very long way, and in the world, America happens to be one of the least racist countries. And if you go around the world, if you travel the world uh, and see what happens to people who are in minorities around the world, anybody who is a sophisticated traveler would agree with that position. We are coming up on a hard break, and I'm going to bring this show back a little bit more into healthcare. Um, when we come back in the next segment, we're gonna what? Sh- what would a, a doctor's lounge show be in 2021 without talking about COVID? So, so uh, stay with us, and we'll be talking about the Biden virus in the next segment. Stay with us. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four 
patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back into the Doctor's Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Hal Schurz. Thank you for allowing me to um, to engage in my rant on on race, which I'm just so tired of um, listening to and hearing about on a daily basis. And I wish we can spend our time fighting and dealing with real problems that we're facing right now in our country and not made up problems. Um, So I left the last segment talking about um, the Biden virus. And yes, I did not misspeak. I'm calling this now the Biden virus. Why? Well, let's now not call this the China virus anymore. Yeah, that's where it originated. But um, I think that the Biden virus is something that we're going to have to deal with because of our border. And, uh, and the border is a national health care crisis. This is um, something that the left does not want you to hear. You know, we, we um, today, um, uh, president or vice president, whatever you want to call her, Haha Harris is going down to the border to uh, look at it and to tell everybody how great things are down there. Um, but we all know differently. Yesterday, the... Uh, the Border Patrol released some data about the uh, COVID status of the minors that are being held down there. This is going to astound you, but 3,000 of the minors have tested positive for COVID. And COVID has been detected in 84% of the facilities, and there are dozens, dozens of them along the California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas border. 84% of them have had patients, people, testing positive for COVID. About... um, about of the 3000 minors i believe that 34 of them are in isolation but that's just the tip of the iceberg these minors are the um are the ones that we know about the um the border patrol is is uh detaining about uh about 300 um i'm sorry about yeah about uh 4000 illegals a day um either stopping them or apprehending them but for everyone that is being apprehended three it's estimated three are getting through undetected and not only that but 
of the people who are being tested and who are positive for COVID, the conditions in these facilities are so overcrowded. You talk about super spreader events. This is the worst of all possible super spreader events. There are pens that were constructed under the Obama administration that were not intended for more than 80 people. And there are over 300 kids in each one of these on top of each other. They don't even have enough room to sleep on the floor. They have to sleep on top of each other or in shifts. So if you've got so many COVID-positive people on top of each other, how is that following the science? You talk about a president who ran on following the science, man. Just follow the science. This is so unscientific and so absurd and so tone deaf, so blind to what the problem is that it is a public health crisis at the border and the rest of the country because so many of these people that are in these super spreader events are being put on buses or trains or planes and shipped to points afar throughout the country. So just when we're starting to come out of COVID, just when we are trying to vaccinate people who are vulnerable, the seniors are coming out of their houses and hugging their grandkids, and they're showing this on the news every day, what a beautiful thing it is to get back to life, just when restaurants are starting to open up. And we're starting to think about having sporting events again with some kinds of precautions. Biden is opening up the border and letting people from south of the border, Mexico, Central America, South America, and throughout the world, if they can afford a plane ticket to some place in North America south of the border. They've opened up that border and just said to everybody, come on in. Come on in. You're welcome here. No worries. And we're not screening you. We're just going to let you in. Some of them will screen, but we're going to, you know, not worry about about uh, keeping people separate. Not worry about the fact that COVID is is according to Biden one of the most critical problems that we face as a country so much so that we had to pass a 2 trillion dollar covid relief bill and yet you've got a president who is completely um he is indifferent to allowing COVID spreaders just pour across the border and go everywhere in the country and infect people. They're worried about spring break in Miami Beach. And yet you've got 
4,000 illegals being apprehended every day and probably 12,000 who are making their way across the border undetected, infected with COVID, infected with worse things, TB, or other diseases that everyone who comes to this country legally is screened for so that they don't come in and infect Americans, so they don't put people in this country at risk. This president is, he, he, what he's engaging in is a dereliction of duty. He is endangering Americans throughout the country with this stupid, tone-deaf policy just because it is the anti-Trump policy. So if Trump did it, it's got to be bad, even though they're doing the same thing, mind you, with, with keeping minors segregated in facilities with overcrowding. This is exactly what we heard these politicians on the left rail about for four years. This videotape, you know, it's unbelievable how... You can play videotape, but nobody's really seeing that because they don't play it on CNN, they don't play it on MSNBC, they don't play it on the national legacy media networks. I shared this information. I was in New York. I finally got to go back to New York and and see my mom, who I had seen only once since February of 2020, 90, 91 years old. I mean, she's she's isolated. So I was delighted to get back to New York, and she's sharp as a tack. She really, you know, um, she has not lost, you know, very much of her cognitive ability. And I don't like to engage in politics with my family because it's a no-win situation. But she wanted to engage me about some things, so it, it went from one topic to another. And the things that I'm telling you, the things that I'm sharing with you, that most of the people who listen to this show take as as known facts, because they are, she was saying, where did you hear this? What what are you referring to? What do you mean the the border is open? What do you mean that... Cuomo has um, let COVID-positive nursing home patients back to their facilities. What do you mean about all these things that are happening because of the policies of the left, the actions of the left, which she doesn't hear about? She only hears the bad things about Trump, Trump bad. You know, anybody who believes in Trump or the policies that He's, he created or supported if you if you align yourself with Trump that equals bad that equals racist that equals everything that we are not as Americans this is what the people who hear the mainstream media the the disinformation that they put out every day um, this is this is 
how they go about living their lives and and so they don't hear the stuff that I'm telling we're talking about today um, so this covid business these patient these um these illegal aliens as they used to be called because they are illegal aliens they're illegal and the, an alien it's this is this is again leftist word salad you know they've they've decided that alien is a bad word and they've decided in newspeak for those of you who are George Orwell fans that you can't use alien anymore you need to use the term undocumented immigrant so these undocumented immigrants are pouring across the border and uh, and they are super spreader events at the at the border while people still can't go to church or synagogue because it, it is dangerous and we've got to follow the science man this is the government control of people's lives and you know what it's coming to health care it is coming and if don't don't even think that that's a a uh, you know alarmist statement it is a conspiracy theory it is fact it is coming you know in under obamacare when obama was president we warned about trojan horses and we are seeing a stable of trojan horses right now where the government is going to come in and control what what kind of health care you get and and even worse <laughs> the the people who are pouring across the the border are getting health care they're getting taken care of and we've got homeless veterans on the street who are who are sick and and in need of help and they're not getting the help we're we're focusing our attention on the third world and inviting them in when we've got problems on the streets of every major city in this country with people who are mentally ill, who are drug addicts, who are veterans, who have been who have been marginalized by this system, by this government. And we're turning our backs on these people. And instead, we're focusing our attention on people that are not our responsibility. What's wrong with our country? What's wrong with our leaders? This is, you know, people who are critical thinkers and are paying attention can only conclude one thing by what is happening. These are people who want to destroy our country. There are people who believe that the only way to get what they want is to burn it down and start all over again. Well, good luck with that, because that's not the way things work. Every time that has been tried, it has been an unmitigated disaster. It's been a failure. Look at Venezuela. That used to be one of the most prosperous countries 
in the Western Hemisphere, aside from the United States and Canada, Venezuela was probably the most prosperous country with um, an energy sector, with industry, with health care, and you got people who were leftists who did not want who wanted power because that's really what it all boils down to they wanted power and they saw an opportunity to seize it and they riled up the the people in the country on false pretenses to rise up and fight back against their government which was prosperous for for the majority and now the country is in shambles the money isn't even worth the paper it's printed on that's what the leftists in this country think is a good idea and the media supports this the democratic party has cowed to these people and we are in the fight of our lives to to protect our way of life our constitution is under attack the first amendment is under attack the second amendment is under attack the 10th amendment is under attack if people don't like those amendments there's a way to fix that problem it requires amending the constitution those are the bill of rights those are the first 10 amendments but our constitution has a mechanism to change if you don't like the way the constitution is written and the country is run it's called amending the Constitution. And our founders were smart enough to know how to put in mechanisms to do that. It's not by executive order to shut down um, gun rights for individuals or to allow big tech to silence conservative voices. It's not to take away the 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 right of the states to decide how they want to run elections there's a a prescribed way to do things that's why our country has survived for 200 and and 40 years but we are in danger of not making it to 250 if we allow this leftist horde people who hate this country to burn it down and destroy everything that's good about America are there bad things in America or can things get improved always always but the answer isn't to burn it down we've seen what happens when that when that is attempted Government is going to control health care if we are on this path. There's no, there, there's no argument against this. <clears throat> Let me lay out some things that will happen. 
that you may not have thought of. You know, people right now may not want to take a COVID vaccine. I'm sorry, I'm I'm hoarse a little bit. Excuse me, get my, my melodious voice back. Some people may choose not to get a COVID vaccine. And you want to know something? That's their right. They don't have to get a COVID vaccine. And there are opinions on both sides, whether or not that's a good idea or a bad idea. I have my opinions. Um, I think it's a good idea because I want to see my mom. I want to get back to going to do things that I was doing before, like going to restaurants without having to worry about contracting COVID because I know people who've died having had COVID. Um, I know that the long-term effects of COVID are pretty bad. Um, We don't know. I will will concede we don't know what the long-term effects of vaccinations that are being... um, that are being uh, distributed are people who think that this is something new and rushed really are part of the 320 million experts on COVID that we now have because they don't know the details. They don't know the fact that this technology has been in development for 15 years against other SARS viruses, and this is just a different application of known technology. So... So, yeah, I, I think that, that it's people's right to decide whether or not they want a vaccine. But you know something? If the government controls health care and your health care is dependent on what the government says, then your ability to reject getting a vaccination will no longer be allowed. You're going to have to get a vaccination. Or what about all these illegals that we've been discussing um, what if what if there's a new vaccine, and the government decides that they are a much more at risk population? So they decide that these people get the new vaccine before Americans get them. That's possible in a government run healthcare system. What about when vaccinations do become mandatory? What if you can't travel? without a vaccination or a vaccination or health care passport. And you want to know something? This is actually under consideration right now. That's right. Health care passports are being discussed by um, by the major airlines. Um, you know, I, I'm going to give a free plug to what um, to a uh, organization that I think does a really good, good job. It's the uh, Heartland Institute, and every month they put out the healthcare news. And I used to be on their advisory board. I don't, I don't know if I am anymore. I used, uh, I, I probably am not. But the healthcare news is excellent because it really reports things that you do not see on social media or in the certainly not in the mainstream media at all. So I would I would uh, recommend um, supporting the Heartland Institute and subscribing to the Healthcare News. Um, one of the articles that came out um, in their latest um, issue has to do with 
airlines and event planners and different um, ways that the the experts, the government, business leaders are trying to um, mold behavior to get life back to normal. You know, there are some people who are saying that this is the new norm or that we're going to be wearing masks for the foreseeable future or we no longer could shake hands with people. And um, these people are are the ones who are trying to decide, you know, how can we um, get back to commerce? And uh, one of the ways is going to be to create an app where you download your vaccination status with a barcode that will be able to be scanned at airports, at sporting events, at music venues, at movie theaters. So there's really um, a, a very slippery slope here. You know, this is uh, um, what happens in totalitarian governments with papers. Let's see your papers. And you can't move around freely in society without having your papers with you. The smartphone is the new um, papers that you that that uh, people carried in Europe in the 1930s. Um, but this may be what we're reduced to if uh, government becomes more heavy-handed in healthcare, and this is what the Biden-Harris or Harris-Biden administration is wanting to see happen. The Trump administration, I talk about this on a regular basis, was responsible for so many good things. And um, the election was probably lost because he failed to go out there and make the public aware of everything good that came out of his administration from a healthcare standpoint. Biden is the anti-Trump, and everything that Trump did was bad in his view, including all of the positive things in healthcare. So one by one, or or five by five, because he's he can't do this fast enough. All of those advances are coming down, and we are losing our healthcare freedoms quicker than than um, we got them back under the Trump administration, which is why elections have consequences, and why um, I'm afraid that uh, it may be. Um, very difficult to walk back what they're trying to do in health care. Already in the COVID relief bill, we um, see ways that the Medicare, I'm sorry, Medicaid um, programs will be expanded, which is the Trojan horse for single-payer government health care. Um, we're seeing how employer um, uh, benefits are being eliminated. Employers were given the opportunity to be able to give their employees health care, and 
use that as a tax deduction, and that's disappearing. Um, so this is this is where we stand right now with the government getting positioned to take more control over health care and give people less health care freedom than they had under President Trump. You know, the, the um, I'd like to close the show just with another article from the Healthcare News, which is um, just a summary of some of the things that have happened <clears throat> since COVID lockdowns were implemented. You know, the states that did not lock down are doing fine economically and from a COVID standpoint do not have more deaths and do not have more stress on their hospitals or ICUs. The lockdowns have really destroyed um, uh, so many American lives that um, the, it's, it's irreparable. Here's some just sobering facts that I'm going to leave you with as we close the show. The number of restaurants that have been closed or are out of business since the COVID lockdowns number 110,000, and most of those will not come back. That's from the National Restaurant Association data from January of this year. The decline in travel spending in 2020 has been 42% from the U.S. Travel Association, January 2021. The loss of ticket sales for global concerts down almost $10 billion. Christians still and only attending their pre-COVID churches, 35%. The number of all hours worked around the world lost to lockdowns are 255 million full-time jobs or $3.7 trillion in income. When we're passing a $2 trillion bill with another $4 trillion or $3 trillion infrastructure bill on the horizon, and we've lost $3.7 trillion in income, just do the math and figure out where we're going. The left has got to be stopped. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for allowing me to rant. Um, I'll be back in two weeks with a special guest talking about an interesting health care issue. So thank you for being with us, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.